God, are you still just playing Rust then? Of course I'm playing Rust. What do you expect me to do? You? Play something else? (laughs) I'm telling you, man, this has been it. All you bloody play. It's all you play. I'm telling you, though. Is there a reason not to play this? I don't guess there is any reason not to play it. You're you're playing Last of Us, but whatever. Yeah, have you given up again on that? I'm not giving up, but this game has got me by the neck. And welcome to show 229 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 229. Attention listeners, I am still sick. I know. Well, so what's the matter with you now? Is it still the same thing or has yeah, it progressed? Well, has it got worse? Yesterday and the doctor said it's allergies, which I never really thought I had allergies, but apparently they're messing up my head and making me cough. So they gave me some uh, cough syrup with codeine in it, which is supposed to knock you right out. But it hasn't. It's not been knocking me anything. I took it last night, and I actually have a story to tell about it. So I guess My we're starting out. It's story time. Story, story, story time. So I don't know if it was the codeine or if it was the general lack of well-being I've had or what, but I had a really weird dream last night, and it was video game related. So you had recommended me a game. And, Uh-oh. yeah, I know, right? And you know how in a dream sometimes you know things, but you don't know how they got to that point? Like, you dream up the backstory in some ways? Right. Well, yeah. somehow I had, like, lived part of this experience, and then it became a video game. So, like, part of my experience, my experience stopped, and then the game picked up, which is really weird, I know. But, like, imagine if I had an experience where I traveled out west on a train, right? And then that experience ended, and then Red Dead Redemption began. That's what it was like. So it was really weird because you're chasing this person around, and there was like cars going off bridges and all this weird stuff. And then I this like horror survival game began, and I was terrified because I couldn't tell what I was supposed to do. And you know how when you're playing a game and you're trying to figure out the pattern, you can't quite figure it out, right? Yeah, yeah, that's frustrating. So. It was that sort of thing where I was like, and as soon as you got it wrong, dude comes running out of the shadows with an axe and kills you. And like, I got petrified with the dude running with the axe and trying to kill me. And so I woke up at like 3 a.m. going, ah, and like thinking, oh, dude, the axe is trying to get me. But I knew even in the dream that it was just a game. So it wasn't the sheer terror you might have in a dream where you think you're going to die because of a crazy guy with an axe. But it was the terror of I'm gonna lose this game because the dude with an axe. So let me just uh, just let me just clarify here. So did you dream you were playing the game, yeah. or did you dream you were in oh, the game? I was playing. I was I was dreaming that I was playing the game. 
Right, okay, okay, okay. So you weren't dreaming you were in the oh, game. You were yeah. dreaming you were playing the game. Dreaming I was playing the game. But it was that thing of, you know, sometimes when you're playing amnesia or whatever, you get a visceral fright, yeah? Like, it's yeah. still terrifying. So it was that kind of terror, and it, it was enough to wake me up. So I don't know. God. Yeah. So it, was, so it wasn't good then? It, it, was it a good game? I didn't get any... I went back to sleep, but then I, got a, I woke up at 5.30. Like, again... I just out of nowhere, just boom, woke up. So I didn't get any rest, and I'm feeling really worn out because I've been sick for a week, and I shouldn't be talking, but I am. Oh, you'll be fine. I will be fine, but it's just, uh, I'm so sick. I'm ready for it to be done, you know? Should be out by now. You're on some heavy drugs, so you'll be fine. But I'm not on heavy drugs right now. All right, I did, did, you have to abstain if you're doing the podcast. Well, I have you, to so abstain. I'm going to be doing anything, including you know driving. So, during. Oh yeah, I mean, what, what, what which drugs do you say we're on again? Cough syrup with codeine. Oof, strong stuff, codeine. Well, it should not, be. Not Apparently, out. I don't know. It's not strong enough to knock me out. My brain's just too active. God, jumping around. Um, so if you see just me, like, that's because I'm coughing. Yeah, well, just to let you know, uh, Chinny's not going to be here. I know. Well, well, not going to be at all. Not going to be here at all. No. Oh, so he sent you a message. Uh, what did he say? And well, I don't want to say on her because it's personal reasons. Uh, so, well, I he's, he's got a Eva clip. No, he's got a very genuine reason as to why he's all not right, going to well, be here. Fair so. enough. Then we'll just have, so we'll, we'll have our third person. Hello, my name is Susan. Susan who? Susan Jenkins. Thank oh, you that's for a nice name. On the podcast. Oh, welcome, Susan. Thank you. Where do you come from? Oh, I come from London. You sound kind of sexy. Oh, thank you, Stuart. You're kind of sexy too. All right, oh, now thank you, we don't need y'all to be having some kind of love affair on the show. <laughs> oh, but that's why I came on is to make a pass at Stuart. See, I could walk nice. away from his wife. That's Ooh. pretty rude. That's a bit rude. That is rude. Bit, bit naughty that as well. Yeah, you play video games, Susan? Yes, I've played all sorts of games. Well, maybe we should talk about what we've been playing. Yeah, that might be a good idea. But before that, I've got a. <laughs> oh, wait, well, 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 I've got a hell of a story. My favorite time. Yeah, it's story time part two. Okay. Yeah, Go ahead. Tell us your which stories, you ca- too. Which you kind of know a little bit about, don't oh, you? Oh, because... snap. This is where you confess that things didn't go well with Watchdog. You know. I could have kind of told lies, right, and pretended yeah. it all went swimmingly. You know what? And this is I said this on Twitter. Like, people need to know. I'm not joking here. I'm not actually building anything, and I'm not gonna. Uh, Susan, you have to be quiet for a minute because I want people to know that I actually really have a lot of respect for you, Stu, because this is what integrity means to saying the truth even when it hurts you. So, oh yeah, it, uh, this definitely hurts. Kudos to you for uh, being <laughs> honest and giving me a game as a result. I did, I did. I went on your list and I got the one that was nearest to a tenor, but under a tenor, obviously. I didn't go over a tenor. But Telling yeah. all about that game later on, so stay tuned, people. Stu kept... So, yes. Uh, so, last week, on last week's show, basically, I, I put up there, because Chini's always wittering on about how complicated and difficult PC gaming is, and I was going, no, it's not. It's dead easy. What are you wittering well, about? As we all know, St- Chini is a doofus and can't... You turn on a computer unless it's got a Mac on it. And to try and prove the point, I said, look, I'll video myself uh, loading up Watch Dogs without any issues, and I'll just be able to play it, and it'll be fine, nope, and there nope, won't be any problems. never going to see that video. Well, I kind of did 
half the video, and it was only after I stopped it rolling that it all went badly wrong, really. Ah. Um, but, the, I mean, anyone who's been following the news this week will be well aware that Uplay has been having major issues. I had not uh, done that, actually, until you started tweeting about it. Yeah, major issues, which is caused of the, in part, or, well, probably in whole, by the release of Watch Dogs. Uh-huh. And I think partly because there were so many people trying to download the game at the same time that the servers at obviously Ubisoft send just could not cope with it, with the the grief that they were getting. You know, I mean, had this tried to download you know, it on one day. Had I bought the Steam version, yeah, uh, possibly wouldn't have had those issues. Uh, but what what happened as a result and I think this caused the crux of most of my issues when I eventually, because I was obviously coming in about every sort of 20 or 30 minutes and having another go to see if I could sort of get on to it. Because you couldn't even sign into Uplay, let alone do anything else. It just kept coming up that, that you couldn't get on. Right. So every 20 or 30 minutes, I would come in and have another go to see, you know, whether I could download the game. Yeah. Um, and eventually it logged in. I was like, brilliant, yeah, hey. logged in. So I clicked on, obviously, on Watch Dogs and, and sort of it comes up and there's no download button. So I was like, bloody hell. So I closed it all down again, and I kept trying, and then it still wouldn't sign in again, and wouldn't sign in, and then about maybe an hour or so later, it signed in again on the off chance. Right. Now, at this point, it had a download button. So, like, really. so I clicked on download, starts downloading, doesn't appear to be any issues, and it was coming down at a good rate as well. It was about four or five megs a second. And everything was fine, the end. Good yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. About four or five megs a second, so I'm like, yeah, this will be quick. Oh, yeah. So it took it probably about an hour and a quarter to download. All right. Right, so Sorry, how many gigs is this game? 14. Oh my goodness, that's a big game! It's a very big game. Yeah. It's a very big game. Now, the first alarm bell started ringing, because when it got to the, finally to the end of the download... Alarm bells like this? Warning! 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 There should have been something like that going on, yeah. I think. Um, but yes, it got to the end of the download, and it sort of stopped. But you know when it normally goes back to the screen, and then you get the play button or whatever? Yeah. Well, it kind of just hung there, and then. But the other problem was the the file was something like I don't know, fourteen gigs and two hundred and twenty five megs or something like that big. Right. But it downloaded fourteen gigs and three hundred and thirty two megs or something. So it downloaded more than appeared to be in the file. So it downloaded a bit more. Mm. But was kind of stuck there. So I'm like, that doesn't kind of seem right. Right. So. I sort of had to do a Control-Alt-Delete and close down Uplay yet again, because I thought, well, it's probably just an issue, and I'm thinking, oh, I'll probably have to download it again now. But I did re-sort re- of open it, and I got it to log in straight away that time, and it appeared to be fine, because it had the play button. Yay! So I'm like, brilliant. So I clicked on play, right? and starts the game up, and the game started eventually without any kind of issues. Yay. Uh, I, I just set it to sort of 1080p and medium settings because I didn't want to push it too much, you know, just sort of get it going and just show it works. And sure, it works. Goes in, I can do the fancy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Goes into the opening cutscene, does all of that kind of stuff, gets to the first bit of proper gameplay, exits out of the windows to the desktop. CTD, as they say. So I was like... Right. That's uh, frustrating. So I went in, changed the settings, you know, put it down to 720p, and I thought maybe it's just a bit too much, you know, because even though my get, you know, my rig seems to run stuff, most stuff okay, maybe it's just a bit too much. So started up again. It gets to the end of the the sort of little cutscene, and then it kicked it back out to the window. Again. Uh, 
also should mention at this point I'd updated the drivers on my graphics card because obviously every time a new game comes out he goes update your drivers to be optimized for your for the latest big AAA title or whatever. So it was updated to you know be optimized for Watchdogs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking for all the forums as you do when these kind of things go wrong right. and sort of trying to figure out what the issues were and why it wouldn't sort of run. You find the 700 say, messages of people going, "What the hell is the issue?" No, yeah, and there's tons of people who've got same sort of crashing issues and all this kind of stuff, and people with UPlay issues and all this kind of jive. Yeah. And then I came eventually. I came across a post that said um, I solved all my issues by by uninstalling it and reinstalling oh, it. God, again. what a headache! Right, so I'm thinking that's another 14 gigs. Oh, right. So I thought, so I thought, well, what the hell? So what the hell? So I went on. So first thing I did as well as well. Someone had said that the the original driver was working with theirs. So I rolled back the driver on my graphics card, which took about 15 minutes. Yeah. So I did that as well. So back to the previous driver. And then I uninstalled it and re-downloaded 14 gigs all over again. What a nightmare! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it gets to the end of this little jaunt and gets it to, to the end and it's ready to play again in a little over an hour again. So thankfully it came down pretty quick again. Yeah. So off we go again. So I press play, and I'm like, here we go. It the is. The it. 44 minutes into the game. So I did a lot better. I actually got playing it. A little it. bit. Got playing it, right? Yay. And then you get to a bit where you get in a car for the first time, right? And it does a go forward, you know, press this trigger, go backwards and reverse brake, press this trigger, blah, 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 blah. And you drive you out of the garage onto the street, and as soon as I hit the street in the car, crashed. Went back to the desktop again. Now, I tried this three times, and every time it did the exact... So on the third time, I thought, well, I'm just going to run around. I'm not going to get in the car at all. That's so Now I'm going to have to do that. I know. So it lasted a bit longer that time, yeah. and I did manage to sort of run around for a bit without well, actually getting the in the car. car. Yeah, the problem was something to do with the car. Um, and then it crashed out to the desktop again. So oh. I was like, oh, God. So then I thought, well... As it's worked better this time, maybe I should just update the drivers again to what it should be and see what happens then. (laughs) So I updated the drivers yet again to the latest drivers, and lo and behold, it was fine. Yay! So so since then, I haven't had any issues of any sort. That's the thing. You've got to do that because, like, you had rolled back the driver before you downloaded again, huh? Correct. And I think you've got to ask yourself, okay, wait, did I try the new driver with the re-downloaded one? Yeah, exactly. It's like a float chart you got to have for figure. But what I think happened, what I do, what I genuinely believe went wrong is because of all the issues with Uplay, I think for whatever reason, when it downloaded the first time around, it was corrupted in some oh, way. Oh, sure. I mean, that's the thing. So that, like, think, yeah. When you go to a store and buy a game, the, the only concern is that the person handing you the disc will hand you the wrong disc or something. You know what I mean? Or like they printed the disc wrong. But there's very little chance that that'll happen. When you're downloading something, though... It can download and then stuff happens and then you know yeah something goes wrong with the download you're messed up so and I really genuinely think that's all that had happened and and sadly most and I'll be honest with you and and this is truthful now yeah I very rarely have any issues running any game on Steam I mean on Steam I I can't remember the last time I had a, a, the the last issue I had on Steam was Metro Last Light and it was something to do with the fact that I had it running to a TV instead of a monitor yeah. Uh, but that's the last guy. Well, you know, I, I I don't actually I don't take joy in the fact that you had trouble. Like I think this is really messed up that you had to go through this, and I think it's 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 frustrating because it shouldn't have to happen. You know what I mean? Like we ought to be at a point yeah. where 
it can run smoothly, and, and I'm glad that it does run smoothly in general. So it's not like I'm, I don't know, I, I know I sound like I'm building up to something, but really the two things I want people to know about this is, A, Stu is a man of his honor, and I think that's important because we live in a time when people have the attitude that honor doesn't matter and everybody else lies, so you might as well lie too, but I don't believe in that, and I'm glad to see that you keep your word, which, you know, I knew that already, but it's good to see it, you know. Well, I'm, I'm even going to buy Ginny a burger at Eurogamer as well, but you know what was kind of funny and ironic about all of this? What's that? Well, I got the game for 30 quid, didn't I? I thought yeah. I got myself a bit of a bargain. Right. Not so much. <laughs> well, you, you, you got time <laughs> frustrations, so. No, no, but I had to buy you a game as part oh, of a bet that I oh, had. Oh, there's that. <laughs> yeah. <but> that's, <laughs> so either way. See, that's the problem of your honor. If you didn't have any honor, you could just be like, it worked perfectly, suck off, and then you would the save moral, the money. But. The moral of this story is I could have bought it on the PS4 for 40 quid or whatever, yeah. 45 quid. Yeah. And it would have worked all right without any issues, probably. And yeah, so that's the other thing I was going to say is that <laughs> it's it's sad that this happens. Not I don't I don't get joyful. Uh, I was right, although I was. So yeah. whatever. Oh, but well. you can play it now, and you're playing it. So I can't, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I've put about four, five, six hours into it now without any other Since further. We're issues. here. Let's go ahead and talk about this. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Go ahead. I, I mean, was, the interest, uh, yeah, the interesting thing is I did put it on uh, 1080p on high settings. Oh, yeah. And if I stood still, it looked pretty nice, I've got to say. Uh-huh. What, if it, I moved, it doesn't look nice when you don't stand still? No, if I moved around, I was probably getting about 10 frames a second, oh, maybe. Oh, 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 that's frustrating. <laughs> if I was lucky. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll, put it, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'll put it down to 720p and, and sort of... Um, Sort of on medium settings, and it's it's very smooth at that. That's Probably hitting easily sixty frames a second, yeah. so it's nice and smooth. Yeah, and so I've, I've, I've gone. Tell much of a difference between those anyway? So yeah, I mean, I've gone with what the developers are saying. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, you know, all these developers saying, you know, just sort of bring it down a little bit and improve the frame rate is probably a better idea than having it. And to be honest with you, it doesn't look massively different yeah. between the two. Oh, well, I'm sure it doesn't. Know, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't look massively yeah. different. Um, but as a game, I'm not massively impressed. Really? No, not really. What's, what's the closest thing you could compare it to? Well, everybody says GTA, and it kind of is a GTA wannabe, really, I suppose. Okay, so it's open world. It's open world, and, and to be honest, there's no loading screens. Once you're in the world, you're in the world, but it does take a while to load up the first time. Are you a cop or you're a criminal? Well, you're meant to be like a, a sort of vigilante. Okay. So, it- so you kind of... Yeah, you're kind of meant to be a bit of a do-gooder. Okay. But he does horrific things. All right, well, the ends justify the means, man. I know, but he's it's kind, of kind of his characters at odds with the stuff he does. So, for instance, you know, and I said this and I spoke about this. I've, uh, by the way, yes, I guested uh, on another podcast. Oh, snap, which one? Oh, you'll have to guess. Which one do you think it was? Uh, Overseas Connection. No. Uh, Game Punchers. No, it's got Wave, wave. in the title. Yeah, the boss way. Yeah, he's got it right. It doesn't matter um, when he got it right. He eventually got it right, didn't he? That's right. Uh, Tell him. Yeah. Susan, for whatever the, your name was. For the, yeah, Susan. Su- Susan Jenkins. Yeah, right. Well, well, that's my name, and don't you forget it. Um, yeah, for the 50th show. Ooh, nice. 
detective show. Uh, and I have to clarify something because I said I didn't think it happened, but it kind of does happen, okay. right? And that is, I said, you know, when you saw all the cool trailers and, you know, he's bringing up the barriers and all the police cars were smashing into them and all right. that crazy yeah. cool stuff. Um, when you play the game, you can do all that stuff, but it's kind of behind you. You know, if you sort of bring up a barrier as you're hitting it, so that obviously anything behind you crashes into it. Right. But you've got to do it at the exact second of a moment because I, up until yeah. today, I hadn't seen the result of any of that stuff. And uh, for some weird reason today, I got two cutscenes where it did like a little mini cutscene of what had happened behind me. Nice. But that's only ever happened twice, even though I may have done it about 10 times with different cars. So does that stuff. mean but that I mean, the cops crash, but you don't see it? Or that it, yeah, sometimes you don't, but on the odd occasion, for whatever reason, it triggers like a little cutscene and shows you. Yeah, well, I would want that. Yeah, yeah, but it, it it seems to be a bit hit and miss. So on the on their show, I said, wouldn't it be? It would have been a lot cooler if they'd have done that. Well, they have kind of done it, but it doesn't work that well from what I can see. Or maybe it doesn't do it every time. Like in Skyrim, when you get a critical hit, sometimes it'll go into you know theatrical mode, and the game just sort of stops while you're doing it, which is cool. Maybe. But it doesn't do it every time, is what I'm saying. Which no. is nice. I mean, you'd, you'd grow sick of it if it did it every time, wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the biggest issue I've got with the game so far is that the hacking stuff is... It's not... Well, it's, it's kind of gimmicky, I guess. It's kind of gimmicky, and it doesn't... And he, like I said, the other the other issue I have with him is, as a character, he's sort of meant to be this... Because he can sort of predict when a crime's going to happen. Okay. So you'll see, a, I don't know how, I don't know how, but you'll target someone and it'll say, oh, this person's going to get robbed in what if it's a minority report type of thing where it's like pre-crime. Well, it kind of is. Yeah. I don't know how it, how it supposedly works, but it kind of is. So then you follow them to a location and then someone will try and mug them or something. Right. And then you sort of have to stop the mugger and then chase them down or whatever. Interesting, interesting. Um, it sounds like kind of a neat idea, but I, I wasn't crazy running out buying it day one because I'm not that excited about it. But I'll probably play it at some point. Yeah. Is this on last it gen does, too, or is it only on? It's on everything. Uh, I mean, you can buy this on everything. Okay, good. Well, and I'll probably get on 360 at some point. This Titanfall yeah. and uh, what's the other one? Some other game I want to play that's on all the systems. But anyway, don't know. But I'll I'll be honest with you. Whereas Infamous Second Son felt like a, a sort of next-gen yeah. game, you know, it's, it is graphical presentation and just a cool particle effect and everything that was going mm-hmm. on. This kind of doesn't. It just feels kind of normal-ish. It does feel like a game that's sort of up from a 360 right. game. Uh, and I think that's probably what it kind of is, really. You know, and, and it's just, I don't know, the, the story's sort of getting better as I go along, so I am getting more invested in the story. But he's he's just not a very good character. Well, he sounds like a very boring, it, I mean, not, not boring, but is, it sounds like there's not intentionally not much to him. No, he's a bit cookie-cutter, and he's a bit sort of one-dimensional, and, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, a sort of standard story yeah. revenge thing, mm-hmm. really. So it's not like there's no depth to it really, and I think that's a problem. And the most of the missions so far have either been chase missions or go and sneak into somewhere and shoot everybody right. missions. Right. And it's like, for instance, it, it builds all these sort of interesting mechanics in the yeah. game, where like you can you, you can obviously view stuff through the security cameras in buildings and things, and you can jump from one camera to another. 
So you can see, so then you can tag all the, the enemies in the area. So then you can see them through walls mm-hmm. and stuff because you've tagged them all. So that's kind of cool. And you can remotely detonate bombs that some people are carrying. You can listen into the phone calls. You can get codes off them and stuff. Yeah. But like, there's sort of stuff you can do in the environment to distract them. So you can set off like explosives in there or you can do things to distract the guards. But the moment, the very second you do anything like that, they just sweep that like every single guard is sweeping the mm-hmm. area looking right. for you. And it makes it like a million times more difficult. And in the end, I found the easiest way to get through any. There's no point trying to be stealthy. I was going to say, do you think they're trying I'm, to make it at certain moments into a stealth game? Yeah, and it, that's what they kind of do, but it just, it's not very okay. good at it. So what happens, or tends to happen from my perspective anyway, is um, I'm meant to be stealthing around, but what tends to happen is I end up. It just in a sort of cover-based shootout yeah, with everyone. Yeah. Once I've killed everybody, yeah. I can then complete the objective that I've right. been given. You know, and quite often it'll be like hacking to a computer or hacking to a laptop or hacking to a database. Or Do you feel like they're trying to do too much in the game? I don't think they're trying to do too much. They're just they're not just... doing what they're doing well enough? Yeah, well, that's kind of... Actually, you're probably, you're probably right, actually. They're, they're, they're trying to do everything and not particularly nailing anything you know like the driving is just not very Mm. good the car's handling is not very good at all um it's quite forgiving though you do tend to bounce off everything so so very few things actually stop the car dead you know most things either you bounce off it or you just knock Mm. it over so that's not too terrible um, but the police chases I don't like at all. They're, like Sometimes in GTA, being chased by the police was frustrating. In this game, it is rock hard to lose the police. Right. I mean, you seem to be going on. Like, an average police chase seems to last for 15 See, that's, minutes. that's way too long. And I mean, I suppose people had the complaint about GTA that it was too easy. And I think that they've, they've got a balance. I mean, they're, they're caught in a bind because they don't want to... It's it's more usual, I think, that people will complain that the police chases are too easy than they will complain that they're too hard. You know what I mean? Most people, I think most reviewers, if they say they're too hard, then people are going to make fun of them. Like, oh, you suck. Yeah, no, I, I guess, but I don't know. I mean, today I had a, a kind of a fun one. I was sort of, um, I had to be in, I was in a building that I had to escape yeah. from. And I kind of came out, there's all these police on the rooftop waiting for me as I came out of the building. Uh, I sort of ran across the roof, jumped down onto the railway track, hijacked a train that was coming along, so I hacked the train to wow. stop it, jumped on the train, sort of set it going yeah. again, and then I used like a jammer to jam the signal for the police mm. search. And then eventually they, they sort of lost me because I was obviously on the train and they were sort of still looking for me around the area where I was last out. Well, that sounds like... So well, I was I mean, kind if you have that jammer, it sounds like a way to deal with the police... Yeah, as what I think is, it's becoming more fun as you sort of get leveling See, up. The, I would, yeah, I would imagine that's going to be part of it too. Is that yeah, it's hard to get away from the cops right now, but when you get more tools and toys and doodads, maybe it'll be a lot easier. Yeah, and that's what's kind of happening. And you you have to sort of make them out of bits you find in in the sort of in the the world, as it were. So you pick up bits of electronics and things yeah. like that, and then you can craft items. Right. But it's it's okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad right. game. It's just not. It definitely doesn't feel like a next generation in any way, shape, or form type of yeah. game. It certainly doesn't feel like the game we saw back at E3 in 2012. Mm. 
And I, and I think that's part of the issue. Even now, when I look back at the video then and look at what I'm playing, and don't get me wrong, I know I'm not playing on max settings, but I've seen videos of this played on ultra settings, and it doesn't look a huge amount different, to right. be honest. You know, but it looks absolutely nothing like that video with the lighting and shadows and all that. It, it looked like a realistic kind of right. place. And this doesn't have that feel about it. It still feels like a GTA kind of place. And the AI is a bit General well. questions, Stu. Do you think that you might enjoy games that you play on the whole a little more if you didn't pay attention to the E3s and the previews and all the gameplay stuff two years before it comes out? Possibly. No, you're possibly right. Because obviously I've built an expectation from what I saw two and years I'm not, ago. And I'm not putting this on you. I'm talking about like games that no, I tend to do right. this. You know what I mean? I think you're perfectly right, but I also think that developers in general and publishers don't necessarily sell the truth. Yeah, oh, no, I agree. That's I my point. That's, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think I shouldn't have said it like that. I think if developers were more honest, <laughs> they a have yeah. a harder time selling their games, but b we'd be more satisfied overall. But it's like I said that that sort of section of game. That was shown in E3. That's probably all they'd made. Right. There, was, yep. there probably wasn't any other game existing. Sure. That was that was made. Right, and it may be like this is what we're aspiring towards, and then they realize, yeah. oh wait, we can't quite do that or whatever. Oh yeah, I mean, I think what probably happened was they, they showed that off at E3. Yeah. Then there'd have been a lot of conversations going about what platforms they were going to release on. Then obviously they would have decided that it had to be on every platform to maximize right, the profits. Right. So it would have to go on PS3, 360, etc. What they'd have then done is obviously develop the game to its lowest denominator, right, right. which is obviously a 360 PS3, yeah. and then up-resed it on the other platforms to sort of so, get, you know... Right. So it if they had made it on better. the Xbox One and PS4 only, maybe they could have put more yeah. cool stuff in, but because it won't run on a 360 or a PS3, that's not an option. Yeah, and I think that's probably why it suffered it's a shame you know because i remember like two different versions of the game because that would be the best of all worlds because then they would still sell a lot of games but there would be a reason to buy it for the new gen systems and it would be a better game on the new gen systems yeah but then that's like double it might be double time work, but it might doing. be like just work and a half you know what i mean it might not be twice the work so much as it is i don't know 50 percent more work or something I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm just surmising here, because I, I don't I, know how game development works. I happen to know, yeah, but I'm my, not going to say. All right, Susan, well, you don't need to show off your years of working in the games industry. But my assumption is that they would they would build it on the sort of lowest denominator and then up-res it from right. there, as opposed to build it on the PC, yeah. for instance, and downscale Right, well, that makes it. sense. I think you're probably right. But I don't know. I mean, I could be completely wrong, so I don't uh. know. Um, but overall, it, it's... It's okay, but I'm not I'm not blown away in the same way as I was with with um, Infamous Second Son, and I think yeah. that's that's kind of the trouble, really. yeah. you know, because that game did look, and I mean, and, and now I realise even more how amazing yeah. it looks, you know, compared to what I'm seeing here. But it is a massive world, by the way. It's a huge. They have built a huge oh, world. Cool. You know, it is a huge open world. But there's also other things that irk me. For instance, there are stealth missions that are insta Really. As soon as you get oh, yeah. so that's it. Oh, yeah, fail, restart. And there are also missions where you're locked into an area. So the missions in a certain area, if you, if you happen to stray out of it, you start getting a countdown right. timer. And then it's like, oh, you're, you're dead. dead. You have to start again. 
Uh, and the other thing it does, and, and I don't mind this quite as much, but there's quite a few sort of car chase. Like there was a chase sequence that I was doing today where I had to run this car off the road before it got to a target mm-hmm. area. And I must have tried it about, and as soon as you hit it the very first time, about 15 enemy cars appear as like from nowhere, right? So suddenly, as a you know, as well as a target car, you've suddenly got another 15 cars to deal with that are trying to run you off the road while you're trying to run the target off the road, right? right? And I was getting proper pissed off, right? Because every time I tried to do it, I was getting killed or sort of you know, the car I was in was so badly damaged I couldn't keep up anymore right. or whatever. So what I decided to do, because you knew, I knew the route of the guy where he was going, and I'd just unlocked a new hacking skill, which allowed me to blow up steam pipes. I, I was going to say, road. you probably have to use the environment more, huh? So what I did, uh, I went ahead, because I knew which route he was mm-hmm. taking, and so I kind of just parked myself in the middle of the road near one of these steam vent right. things that, that was on the road. And as he kind of got level with it, I just set the thing off and blew him up first go without any messing yeah, around. Uh, <laughs> take that! So that was, yeah. So that killed the target, but but then I still had to deal with the the guys chasing yeah. after me. So then I then I had another sort of ten to fifteen minute car chase before I managed yeah, to. Were you able to use eventually. the environment to deal with those other guys? Well? Yeah, I, that, that's when I kind of got the first little cutscenes of cars being yeah. blown up from behind yeah. and stuff when I was doing. Let stuff. me ask you this: so, when you're so let's say you're, okay, you're chasing a car or the car's chasing you. Yeah. When you want to do some environment tweak, like change the stoplight. Do you have to yep. hit a bunch of buttons while you're racing, or can you bring up a little menu and then it pauses the game and you can do the hack? No, it kind of it's kind of it doesn't do it in a terrible way. Actually, it works quite well. So basically, anything that's in front of you in the environment you can interact with. You just press and hold X. Okay, and when you press and hold X, does the game stop or does it? No, 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 no. It just carries on. So like you can change the the traffic lights to green, so everybody crashes into so each other. So you're racing along. The traffic lights coming towards you. You have to press and hold yep. X and activate it yep. until or, or before it moves past you. Yeah. So as you get sort of level is the best time to do it. Then obviously you get through, and then all the traffic right. flies yeah. behind you. And, and obviously. It, and so you what can, I'm saying though is, are there not like ten things that you could potentially mess with in any given moment? No, probably maybe two. So there'll be obviously the barriers you can raise up in the yeah. road to, to sort of stop cars. There's, you can raise bridges, right. you know, like bridges. And so does it depend on like where your cursor is, or does it just sort of? Yes. So it depends where you're okay, looking. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so where you're it's looking. Probably more intuitive like, than it sounds to me because that sounds a little frustrating to have to try to time all those things. But I guess that's. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. The sort of maybe five times out of ten I get right. it right, okay. and then the other five I make a mess of it, or I don't do it at the right exact moment, which explains why I haven't seen very many of the. Right, the and maybe it's scenes. just like that's the skill of the game. You know, we're used to driving and having to shoot, and like those are skills we know in it from every game, and this is introducing a new one. Yeah, and it's all right. I mean, it is it is pretty good, but like I say, the shooting's not yeah. brilliant, the targeting's not good, the aiming's not that fluid. It doesn't because it doesn't, and, I, and then maybe I'm just missing it. You know, for, in some way, because GTA has that lock-on yeah. thing, and I, and that makes me sound like a bit of a noob, but in some way it kind of works oh, I because agree, you're not lock-on is vital to me. Yeah, uh, and there maybe is somewhere in the menu where I can put auto lock-on or auto assist or whatever. Mm. Uh, but at the moment, it, it's kind of frustrating. So I might have a look in the menus and see if there's an auto lock on for aiming or anybody something. Else, that would, anybody sometimes. else on the boss wave played it? 
Uh, yes, Seth. And does he it. agree with you, or is it? Uh, he agreed with some of my points, but he likes it better than yeah. I do. So he likes it better That's than cool. I do. Um, but then I don't know. It's 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 fine, you know. But it's not it's not amazing. Yeah. It's it's not amazing, but it, it's fine. But it has got a lot of things that that sort of irk me slightly. <laughs> but you know, not not enough to put me off playing oh, no, it. Good. And and like I say, as I've got into it, the story's starting to get a little bit yeah. better. And and as I'm unlocking more skills, that's kind of making it a little less frustrating. That's good. All right, so we do need to move on to other games, but before we do, we do. What's your review noise? Uh, hmm. Hmm. All right. There you go, there people. You go. There you go. Well, um, well. Now I have played a, I have played another game, right? Which is another uh, Jason <laughs> recommendation. And I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's just brilliant. And it's called The Last Door, and it was a Kickstarter game. Uh-huh. So this was a Kickstarter game. Uh, and the first chapter's free, so there's no reason not to play yeah. it. And it's a point-and-click adventure game, and it's in sort of 8-16-bit mm. type graphics. But what it does better than most point-and-click adventure games that you ever play is it... It's lo- the the sort of puzzles are logical. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Whereas quite often you play point and clickers and the puzzles don't make any sort well, of yeah, sense. Well, yeah, you have to try to figure out what the psychology of the puzzle makers is, whereas a good puzzle game, you don't have to spend a lot of time worrying about that. No, this it, it sort of each time you pick up an object, you, you sort of understand where, where you need to use it or what you need to yeah. do with it. Uh, and it's not always totally obvious, but it, it gives you enough hints so that you're not... Because you, you find letters in the game that, that sort of point you in the right direction as well of where you've got to do stuff or what you've got yeah. to do. But it's very, very good, I've got to say. And it is the creepiest point-and-click game I've ever played. I jumped here on several occasions mm-hmm. whilst playing it. And it does have a few jump scares, but it's more the sort of atmosphere it, it's sort of very love so is it closer to decay for instance than amnesia yes it's it kind of is but it's not it's not really like decay right. either it's it's uh it's a really cool and interesting story as well and that's what i liked a lot about it because it's basically this guy gets a letter from a former classmate asking him to come and see him because he needs yeah. help and then basically the story starts prior to that letter being sent and then when you arrive at the house and then it's sort of what happens when you start investigating to find out what's I going on. But it's very good. I can wholeheartedly recommend it to anyone who's listening. But it's uh, And you can play it in a browser, so you don't even have to download and install it or anything. It just plays from your browser. Cool. And it's called, just to, just to remind people, it's called The Last Door. Last Door. So You'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, yes, I probably will. I always say I do, and then I never do. Um, Among the Sleep. Among the Sleep. Is this another browser game? No, 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 no. This, this is an indie game that I've been waiting for for quite a while. You know, the one with the toddler the amnesia with a, with a little Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. right. From a yeah, two-year-old. Yeah. Oh, that's all Well, I played Steam. and finished. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a no. I played and finished it, and it took me probably about... An hour and a really? half. Really? Isn't this like ten dollars on Steam? Yeah, for an hour and a half. Yeah, and that's kind of the Not issue. Cool. 
Because don't that get was me a wrong, limbo right? amazing hour and a half. Exactly. If it was like quality over quantity, yeah. right? I will kind of be okay with that. But the issue I've got is when you can get Outlast for the same amount yeah. of cash, you know, and get a decent eight-hour, very good, interesting, very scary, story-driven right. game. It kind of pales a lot, really, and that's that's probably my biggest issue with it. Really, I don't, I don't feel like, and this sounds awful, but I don't feel like it's worth the yeah. money. And um, the game itself is actually okay, but there's a couple of buggy puzzles that didn't quite work. Most of the puzzles are very rudimentary. There's no real brain power needed to solve any of the puzzles mm. in the game. Um. What it has got going for it, though, it looks great. They did a really good job of the environments that you play the game in. Right. They did a pretty good job of the actual sort of viewpoint of a child. So the premise is... The premise... Well, it's hard to sort of say without giving spoilers. Well, that's fine. Don't worry. I mean, just it's a scare... It's a horror game with a kid. Yeah, it's not particularly... Scary again. It's it's more creepy than anything. There's no there's no real jump scares, but there are some sort of creepy yeah. moments in it. And it, and it, it had something that I'm sure wasn't in the demo, or at least I don't remember it being in there. You have a talking teddy bear. That's kind of your yeah, guide. That's cool. So this sort of teddy bear talks to you. But I kind of like what I really did sort of like was the way they did the tutorial at the beginning of the game. Because they do this really cool little trick with you, and I don't—I guess I'd be giving something away, but they do something right at the beginning of the game, which I thought was a very clever and cool little trick. And the ending, the payoff was quite good. Right. I was quite impressed with with the resolution of what had been going yeah. on. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I won't say too much it's about good. it, but it's worth playing. It's worth playing. Maybe when we find it for sale, cheap on the summer sale. Exactly. Check it, it out. Yeah, if it's in a Steam summer sale for a few quid, uh, then I'd totally recommend it. I think at the price point it's at now, it, it, it just doesn't feel enough game for the gotcha, money. Gotcha. And there's, there's kind of not enough story or, or great puzzles. What they've done is build great environments and come up with a cool idea, right. but it, doesn't, it just doesn't feel fully fleshed out yeah. enough. So that's it. Um, and then the only other thing I've been playing is I played it and kind of deleted it all in the, in the same day on my Ooh. iPad. And it's a game called Two Dots. I played that. Dude, what a crazy coincidence. I've also been playing that. And it's the worst kind of freemium game that there well, is. I haven't gotten to the part where that's bad. Why is it bad? Because, right, well, <laughs> crikey. Maybe I'm just really shit at it. Um, but I got to sort of level yeah, five. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, level, I had a level four or level five. And I almost did it, you know, almost did it with, with say, maybe I was probably three moves yeah, off being and they're able like, to buy more moves. Well, it goes. So first of all, it goes, oh, you were so close here. I have a few free moves right. on us to finish out the level. So I got five free moves or whatever. Finish the level. Yeah. Then he flashes up. If you get in trouble again, <laughs> you can buy free uh, moves from the. You can buy more moves from the yeah. store. 69p a yeah. pop, right? So I went on to the next level. Well, I was miles away. I'd sort of finished and probably still needed probably about another four moves, right? Or five moves at least, if not a few more than that. So it, as soon as you do that, it flashes up. There. 
do you want to lose a life or do you want to buy more <laughs> moves, right? And you get five lives. You want to be a little bitch right? or do you want to win this level? Yeah. You get five lives. When you lose all five lives, you then have to wait for 20 minutes for your lives to replenish yeah. again to have another yeah. go. So I was like, I haven't got time for this. So I just deleted the thing. I was like, that's it. It's Yeah, I mean, it's a neat little idea, but it's clear that they want to make money off it. And that's that's not why we play it, man. No, and it was, it was, and I'm like 69p every time, and I don't even know how many moves I bought, but I was like, it doesn't, it's not worth any moves, even if they gave you a hundred extra moves, it's not worth 69p, because yeah. that's like the price of an average game. Which, incidentally, um, I bought a while ago, Mutant Muds. Have you heard of this? Mutant Muds. I think I saw that, but I didn't play Mutant it. Muds. Well, Millie is playing the arse off oh, that yeah, huh? game. She's, she's found another, and it's, it's a proper sadistic platformer. Yeah, huh? You know, like, it really takes no prisoners. Everything has to be absolutely precise, timing and yeah. everything. And, uh, yeah, she's obsessed yeah. with it. And I said to her, look, you should play Super Meat Boy. I yeah. said, I think you kind of like Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to encourage her to have a go at that on Steam. But she's, uh, she's working away from mutant muds at the moment and uh, trying to get that finished out. And I'm sure she will do. Because she's, she's quite funny when I watch her play. You know, uh, you or I will probably get mega frustrated when you have to do something over yeah. and over again until yeah. you got it. She just keeps doing it until she and gets it. She doesn't I'll tell you bothered. what, you know what? That's the thing in educational literature these days. The number one thing that they're always encouraging people to work for in kids is grit. The willingness to stick with yeah. something. So if your daughter's got that, then she's going to do well in life. Well, she seems to. She's, she seems to be the, the obsessive, just keep on going until she gets it. Thing. Now so, it can backfire know, if you know she's being stabbed by a guy and she's like, hang on, I almost got this game. Like you got to know when to let something go, but... Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so that's me kind of done, yeah. but I'm interested to hear about the, the game I bought for you, because this looks kind of cool, actually. I was kind of interested. Hey, I want to talk now! Oh, okay. Oh, Susan, God. you want to talk? Yes! I have a chance to talk now! Oh, wait, this isn't how I talked before! Oh, well. Oh, never mind, I, I quit! I'm, I'm sick of this podcast, goodbye! Oh, Damn, Susan, you don't got to be so rude. That's for the best, because I forgot which accent I was doing with her anyway. I became like I know, a Monty know, Python know, yeah. thing there at the end. Okay. Oh, by the way, the, the Monty Python thing's coming out in the UK. I'm, uh, I've what, noticed you can pre-order thing? tickets. They saw a Monty Python almost live show. Oh, yeah, getting cinema. back together? Yeah, so they're putting it in the cinema or something, so I was like, oh, am I going to watch it? All right, so first let me talk about Rust, because... No, I'll talk. Anyway, I'll talk about Rust in a second. I will tell you about the game you bought me. So, um, I, just the day before or the day of Stu's misadventure with Watch Dogs, I had added a game because they. It, I, I checked the new games queue on Steam, and uh, anytime that something looks somewhat decent, I'll put it on my wish list because people will buy you games. I have found, especially if you're on a podcast. So, thank you very much, Stu, for buying the game. It's uh, a matter yeah. of honor, but it's still <laughs> really cool. So. Um, but I've been yeah. careful because, you know, like I said, people have bought me games that I didn't expect to really like, and I put them on my wish list anyway, and then I'm like, ooh, I shouldn't have had that on my wish list, so whatever. Um, it, the game is called A Story About My Uncle, and uh, how to describe it? You know, here's the thing. It's a first-person platformer, and you know yeah. how those things usually are. No, good. Not good. But not this one! Yeah! 
Oh my god, I'm loving the hell out of this. I did not expect oh, to like this god. as much as I am, but you know what? And I'm only one chapter in, and I don't know how many chapters there are, but I've I got the achievement and I clearly made it to like the next part of the game. And I think I'm kind of feeling like this is sort of the mist like game we've been waiting for. Because it's spooky and creepy. Like it starts you out. You did you see the trailer? No, I've I've sort of heard about it. I've seen that it's getting fairly decent. So reviews. the basic premise is little girl's like, Daddy, tell me a story before bed. And he's like, Alright, I'll tell you a story about my uncle. And like it sort of weaves you into the world of the game and then like, just sort of shoots you off into it. And the 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 first person they they must have played other first person platformers and said here's what those games are doing wrong let's do it right and they totally do so the three things you have in your so you have this suit that you're wearing right and it makes it easy for you to jump and stuff so you jump higher than you normally right that's good you have this boost ability which is also awesome and then you have the ability to kind of lock on to certain kinds of rocks and things so you could sort of you know grapple yourself to them and then move directly to them and they all work together really well it's not perfect there are still moments where i'm like come on man this is ah, frustrating but by and large it works really well and they do that thing that i love in these kinds of games where as soon as you learn a new mechanic they let you play with it for a little while before throwing a new thing at right. you so so, the, so is this one like? Is it, has it got like some sort of thing you can swing on? Yeah, yeah, that's is the grappling that right? hook, and and like you're right. grappling sometimes to rocks that are orbiting other rocks. So sometimes you just sort of swing around and go for a ride, and it it sounds tricky, and it is like it's not it's it's not as easy as it would be if it were like a 2D or an isometric thing, but it's okay. It really generally works very well. It is the type of thing where like okay, let's say you have to move from one platform to another platform and you have to use the rock you know hovering above to kind of propel yourself toward it and then let go before you reach the rock you know what i mean because if you hit the rock you're just stuck to that rock and you don't have any more forward momentum so it is a thing where you got to time it and again like i said with watchdogs you know there's a new mechanic you got to learn here but it's it's really good and there's checkpoints everywhere so if you die which you do some quite a bit you know not all the time but once in a while you will go plummeting down into the water um but it's it's okay because you're not too far back and you're like it when it works it really works you feel like you're i mean you literally are flying through like 700 feet with one jump and it, it's really so exhilarating it, and, and it looks beautiful so and the sound you, is awesome so would you say this is one of the first games that's got first person platform it really right does in a way i feel like this is what mirror's edge wanted to do but Mirror's Edge didn't want to do... Yeah. I mean, Mirror's Edge was doing parkour, whereas this is doing... I don't know. This is kind of like if Bionic Commando were a first-person game, you know? Um, I guess they did make a first-person Bionic Commando, but it sucked. But this this really does tick the boxes very well, and it's very polished, and I'm really having fun with it. So so does it feel a bit like Spider-Man, then, if Spider-Man was a first-person game? A little bit. Um, you, 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 you're more trapped in the sky. You know, Spider-Man can land and then run around and then jump up in this and web some more if he wants. With this, uh, you know, I mean, you're on rocks from time to time, but most of the time you're flying over nothing. So, I mean, it is right. Spider-Man-ish, but it just, I don't know, it really works well. And it's the type of thing where I, I started playing it because I was kind of like, okay, I need to make sure I play this a little bit before I talk about it on the show 
and and I kept getting to a checkpoint, and I'd be like, all right, I got to go eat breakfast or whatever. And then I'll, I'll do a little more, and I'll play a little more. You know what I mean? And that's a really good sign because even though I thought I was going to stop playing, I didn't. So, yeah. Right. And he's got a cool story. It's as got well a good story. I wouldn't call it totally cool yet. And they've done this thing where up until now you haven't seen any other people, and you know that's what Mist does beautifully because they have the video. But if they had tried to work npcs into that game the technology wasn't there right and right. I, I so i've met an npc now and i think he may be in the trailer or she or whatever it is but i feel like it's a little clunky and doesn't really look very good so part of me is like that's not great graphics but i'm holding my judgment until i see more of it because it's early for me to make a judgment on that but i i kind of feel like it might have been better if they hadn't bothered with npcs but yeah, and that's that's one of the big issues with um, Among the Sleep as well. They, there is a sort of the mum character is just not very well animated, and the voice acting is not brilliant either. So that that kind of doesn't help with that game either. You know what I mean? I think it would have been better had they just gone for the just the general. Right, creepiness. and I mean, there's a chance that sorry. I'm muting myself while I cough. Um, there's a chance that, you know, some story things that they wanted to do couldn't have been done without NPCs. I don't know about that game, and it's possible about this game. Or it may just be they wanted to have an NPC, and they they done goofed because they didn't have the ability to do it the way it should have been done. But I don't know. Like I said, it's early. No, I mean, in, I mean, unfortunately, in Among the Sleep, it's fundamental yeah. to the story. Uh, maybe so they, that, that has yeah, to be there, but... Sure. It's just not, unfortunately, a brilliant sort of character modeling, right, right. etc. Um, so anyway, I will keep playing Story About My Uncle. I'll probably have more to say about it next week. Stay tuned. People. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, I'm glad you like it anyway. It. Thumbs up. Another game that I will give a thumbs up to that I should have mentioned last week because I had played it last week, but I totally forgot about it because I had a lot to talk about last week, just like I have a lot to talk about this week, is Race the Sun. Now, Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, this is a game that I got for cheap. I think it may have been cheap when it first launched, or maybe it was a daily deal or something. But um, it's a really simple game. Like, I'm glad I didn't pay much for it. But on the other hand, there's a lot of content for it because here the idea, it's basically just you're in this little spaceship, and you can move left and right, and sometimes you can jump if you get a little boost. The graphics are very simple, but it's a really quick, fun little game because you're just racing around all these obstacles. And like I said, some, you pick up these glowing things for points, but then sometimes you pick up a glowing thing that allows you to jump. So you can get some more glowing bits that are higher up from time to time. But at a certain point, you end up going really fast and it's really hard to dodge the stuff that's in your way. And so a lot of times you'll hit stuff and you'll just go, ah, and it's one of those games where before you even hit it, you know, you're going to hit it. So you close your eyes. So you don't have to watch the impact. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's cute. It's, it's neat. And like I said, it's got a lot of content because it's on steam and the workshop people are making all their own worlds and there's hundreds of them. And some of them are really, really cool. So, um, big thumbs up for race the sun. That's good. Yep. Um, okay, let me talk about Rust real quick because I found a server that is perfect for what I like to do in the game. So it does have C4 in it, but they found a way to make it not matter that much because, first of all, they start you off with a kit so you can get a gun and some bullets as soon as you spawn in, which is really nice because you don't have to do that thing of, you know, most of the time with Rust in the vanilla game, um, 
you have to, you know, you have to use the rock to bash another rock, and then you bash a tree, and you get the stuff to make a stone hatchet, and then you bash more rocks and trees until you make a little wood shelter, and so on and so on and so on. And if somebody comes up who has a stick they can use to kill you with, you're dead, right? And God help you if they have a gun. So by giving you a gun right away, they kind of level things, and not totally, because if someone comes up with armor and an M4, you're still kind of screwed, but you kind of have a fighting chance at least. So that's nice, because you don't feel totally vulnerable and helpless. Um, The other thing that this server has, which is really nice, is an economic system. And the reason that's so useful is because if you kill a bear, you get $100 or whatever, right? You can use that money that you get from killing bears and wolves and whatever to buy whatever you need, armor, ammunition, guns, and so on. Um, it also has a lot of loot in the red bears and wolves. You, normally you kill a red bear or a wolf and you get, you know, maybe you get a gun or maybe you get a few bullets. But with these, this server, you get a lot of stuff. Now, it's not over the top so that you never have to work for anything, but it is really nice right. because you can kill some red bears and wolves and you'll get enough stuff to make a house. So you can get a house going pretty easily. And they've also got, like, homes you can, like, set for – and, again, all this is for money. So you can – if you get $1,000, you can set a house as your home. And then when you're out running around, you know, chasing animals or, you know, being attacked or whatever, you can type in slash home one, and it will take you to your home after 10 seconds. So you can't use it and just instantly vanish from a fight, but you can use it if you're in a tough spot, and you can teleport back to your home. And it's just really cool. I love it adds again, it adds just a beautiful wrinkle to the game because now it's you really can do some PVE, but you're not always hiding from people because eventually you do get some decent guns and then you can fight people. And if you kill someone, you get half of the money they have on them. So you, you it behooves you to put some of your money in the bank, but there's a fee to put it in the bank. So it's just a really cool server and they've got a lot of really nice stuff in it. Yeah, but do you know how many times have you said I know, I know. Now, here's the thing. I've been in this server for a week straight, man, and I love it more every time I play it. But today, they I had built like three towers, and first of all, I built a big tower, and then they took it, they took it down, and I said, what happened? The difference with this server is when I said, hey, where'd my tower go? The dude said, hey, we took it down because it was too tall, and we think it was causing lag. And I was like, okay, I respect that. I'm sad, but whatever. You do what you have to do. And that's all I wanted in the past was, you know, admins who communicated. So whatever. Um, but I've so anyway, I built like three other little towers because they said you could if you keep it below five levels, then that's fine. So I was like, all right, I keep it under five floors. So I built a few different homes, and I was doing really well, and I had bolt-action rifles with silencers on them so I could hide up in my tower and, like, snipe at people. I was Arthur Tenpenny, man. I really am. But then they wiped the whole thing, and I go in, and I go, where's my house? And I typed, you know, teleport to home one, and they said, you have no homes. And I was like, what? What do you mean I have no homes? And then I looked in my bank balance, and and I had had, like, $10,000 in there, and it goes, bank balance zero. And I was like, no! But on the other hand, I get to start all over now, and it's pretty freaking cool. So I'm really like. So why did they? So why did they? Why they were apparently having glitching houses? Like people were finding ways to cheat that were on a server level, and it was just impossible to fix them without wiping the whole thing. So I don't really envy the people who have to try to keep these servers glitch and hack free, but they're doing a pretty good job, from what I can tell. So. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. Like it's you know I feel like it's populated mostly by people who are willing to fight fair. And so there's this one guy named Black Jesus, whatever. Uh, but he and I have like you know I shot him once and then he killed me and then I sh- killed him and you know it, we it's that thing where you kind of get a certain level of respect for someone after you trade blows in that way. And uh, so I was like you know hey good shot dude you got me on that one. And then the next time I killed him I'm like nothing personal. And uh, yeah it's just really cool to feel like. We all come in with the same intent of, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to play, we're going to have fun, and we're not going to ruin it by being bitter or cheating or whatever. No, it's pretty good, I've got to say. At least you, you finally found somewhere. You finally really found like. what place I can call home. And the, the crazy thing is that you will find supply canisters on a somewhat regular basis, but if you drop them in any kind of populated area, people will show up out of nowhere and just murder you and take your supply drop. So... I had to run like I just ran north for like f- literally like five minutes straight, just running, 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 running to get the most remote spot possible. And then I dropped my supply canister and I got an airdrop and I was still paranoid. I'm like, someone's going to show up and kill me. But I'm in this field in the middle of nowhere. So I'm like, I will be able to see them no matter where they come from. And uh, yeah, so whatever. Yeah, it's pretty cool. crazy. All yeah, right. A couple more games for me to talk about and then I'll be done. Whew. Uh, Vox is another game that I wanted to be. It, it's it's presenting itself as Minecraft plus RPG, and it kind of right. was, except that at a certain point, it just it I it, the frame rate dropped to like two, and it, it would freeze for like thirty seconds while it tried to fill in the background and stuff. And I was like, this is nuts. I'm not doing this, and I had to quit. And I don't know if that's a problem of the engine. I mean, I obviously don't have the fastest rig in the world, but it, it I can play Minecraft itself, so it seems like ridiculous that I can't play a Minecraft clone, but I suppose a Minecraft clone is not built as well as Minecraft is, so that was disappointing, mm-hmm. but it didn't it only cost me like 5 bucks, so it wasn't too bad. Uh I was sad. Yeah, but sometimes even when you've only spent a little bit of money, you're still disappointed. It is disappointing, and to be honest, the way I try to look at it is just as with Skyrim on the max settings and the high def texture packs and everything. When I finally get a very nice new machine, I'll be able to play this, and yeah, I'll be able to play Skyrim on highest settings, and I'll be able to play. I don't know. Probably I got other games that I can't run that will be awesome when I get a. So, maybe I don't know. Look at, maybe hey, one someday day. I'll be able to play that. It'll be awesome. I should make a list of all those games. Make sure you go back and play this. Yeah. Uh, speaking of all those ones you've bought in, yeah, sales. exactly. Speaking of uh, stuff that I bought and play this again, uh, I posted a review of Planet Explorers last week. I mentioned how Planet Explorers was frustrating to me because it was hard to mine and the first-person view sucks, or they didn't have a first-person view. So I posted a review on Steam that said the same thing, and somebody responded to it saying, you can zoom into first-person view, and there is a way to tell where the minerals are that you're mining for. And I forgot that there I could zoom into the first-person view. It's still not very good, and I had, I had actually done the first-person before, and then I zoomed out right away because there's no indication that you're holding something. So, you know, in Minecraft, when you're holding right. your pickaxe, it shows a little pickaxe there, right? Yeah. Well, in Planet Explorers, it doesn't do that. So you have no idea if you've actually started a swing to mine something. There's no animation of any kind. So you just got to kind of listen for the thing hitting the ground or whatever. 
So it's just stupid because that's obviously an oversight that's really dumb. But, uh, you know, it's early access, so I guess I can't be too upset that they don't have these things in it. But the other thing was the mining. It's a little easier when you have the you have this, like, scanner that will tell you where different minerals are located in the area. But it's not a very good scanner, and you have to – it doesn't just sort of overlay it on what you're looking at. You have to switch back and forth. So I kept having to pull the scanner up and then go to where I think it's pointing to and then look at the scanner again and dig a little more and then look at the scanner. And it, I mean, it helped me, so I got the stuff I needed for the mission. So I'm not stuck anymore, but it's still not a very good design for that sort of thing. So I'm not expecting to fall in love with Planet Explorers now, but I will give it its due. It's not as bad as I thought. So I, I still give it a thumbs down on my review, but... Uh, I, I've, I've softened up my tone a little bit, so I guess if people are still interested in Planet Explorers, take that into account. Oh, that's mm. good. That's good. That you've at least given it that's another right. world. Keeping my anyway. mind open. Keeping Two more here. Oof. Um, do you want to hear about the... Oh, never mind, I'll just say it. Uh, so Endless Space is a 4X game, kind of like Civilization, but in space, and I know new civilization yep. that's coming out someday is going to have space in it, so that'll be cool because I know that they do, you know, these game. They started this genre of games, right? But endless space starts you off at a planet, and then you're supposed to colonize other planets in the same system, and then you can move to other systems, and then eventually you come into contact with other life forms, and yada yada yada. And that's fine, but I. <sighs> Civilization has a tutorial that guides you while you play it for the first time, and this game does not. This game has a whole lot of, you know, you start, you go into a new window for the first time, and it'll show you a version of that window with little numbers all over it, and then it has a lot of text that says, here's what this indicator is, here's what this indicator is, here's what this does, here's how you use this. And that's fine, because I'm sure it is an easier way of making the game, and it's certainly less expensive, and it doesn't take as long, but it felt... It's not as welcoming as Civilization is. Civilization just takes you by the hand and says, here's how this works, and it totally shows you the way. And it doesn't, you know, dumb the game down, but it, it's a very nice way of introducing you to a game. But Endless Space is, I, whatever, it's still a good game, but I got my ass kicked. And I suppose that's the way you do when you first start these games, is you don't know what you're doing, and you're not ready for when the alien civilization shows up, and then they just destroy you, which is what happened. Um, but it's okay. Uh, you know, you can probably find it pretty cheap, especially probably during a Steam sale. So if people are interested in a 4X game that takes place in space, this may be one to check out. So did you, did you not have the common cold to give them or something? Uh, no, no. Uh, it was It's all space battles. Uh, you don't really like interact with them one on one, so you can't really transmit germs. I don't think, but I don't know. There are a lot of variables involved, you know, so that the species you're playing as and the species that they are might have some sort of, you know, maybe I have an advantage if I am this kind of alien or this sort of human. But yeah, there wasn't a common cold. Oh wait, that was a reference to Independence Day, wasn't it? Zoom. Yes. No, well, kind of Independence Day and also. War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah, it? that's right. But anyway, um, yeah, Endless Space is fun, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll play it a whole lot, but it's the type of game where you're going to need to spend some time to get good at it. But considering how much time I spent in Crusader Kings 2, I, I don't think that should necessarily be a stumbling block. Yeah, you see, more and more and more I'm enjoying smaller yeah, games. I know what you 
You know, the ones that I can get to the end of and then I feel like I've achieved something. You know, something like Civilization or Endless Space or whatever. I just haven't got time to learn all those yeah, rule sets you. and stuff you can and can't yeah. do and all these complex rules yeah, right. and, and the th- controls. Right. And the thing about Civilization and this game is that you won't realize that you've screwed up until 20 minutes later when you realize you don't have the thing you need in the research tree or whatever. When time comes, you need it. So that's a little frustrating, but that's why I didn't like tower defense games for a while, because you have to build and research stuff as you go. And it's true with the RTS games as well, right? Chinny will tell you that when you're playing Halo Wars, you got to make sure you have your Teridium or whatever it is, because at some point you're going to need that for making missiles. And if you haven't been mining it from the jump, you're going to be shit out of luck. Well, just give me the Wolf Among Us. You know, yeah. or any of those types of little games of Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I haven't even touched that. Yeah, the last door. But see, here's you the know, thing. Like here, I'll say this on the, or... in the defense of 4X games. The nice thing about it is that you do have little victories along the way. So when I finally figured out, oh, here's how you colonize worlds and other systems. Like, that was a really nice feeling. So there is a part of these games that comes... And it's true about tower defense, right? Sometimes when you... You know, you clear a level or you defeat a really tough series of enemies that are coming along the path. That's a good feeling. So, and I don't think you get that in smaller games. So, it's a trade-off. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I was also thinking, you know, about these little games. You know, like like saying Among the Sleep, unfortunately, was a bit short right. for me. Um, but I was also thinking about that because they were a Kickstarter oh, yeah? game. So they kind of got. I mean, it's fourteen quid. That's how much it is yeah. to buy. Um, I bought it from their website in dollars, so I got it for a bit cheaper. I got it for something like, I think it was about £11.50 because of the good exchange rate at right. the moment. Uh, but it's £13.50 to buy. But then I'm, think, I'm also thinking, you know, and it's fourteen ninety nine is the normal retail price for this. 15 quid for a one and a half hour yeah. game. Right? And they were a Kickstarter game, so their funding came from the general right. public sort of giving them donations to make the game. So unless they used any of their own money, which presumably they maybe did or they right. didn't, anything they make on Steam is pure profit almost. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is that when people donate, they're getting something for their donation, you know what I mean? So it may be the case that when they said, hey, you know, we're doing this game, and then people donated, I don't know, it said $15 will get you a copy of the game or whatever. Then they have yeah. to sell the game for that same price, don't they? I guess. But then I also kind of find myself thinking if they did price this more at around the seven ninety nine yeah. mark, They'd sell. they would probably sell twice as many copies yeah. anyway. You know, more people would be willing to invest at seven ninety nine than would be at oh, 15 yeah. And you're pounds. sure it's not like, it's not early access, is it? No, 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 no. It's got 10% off, and like I say, there were a couple of glitches. There was a puzzle I had to restart the checkpoint to actually complete it, because it just... it, it well, the, the thing that I had to move was actually trapped in a piece of the environment. See, whack. And I, I mean, I just, it seems weird that they wouldn't be offering more content, because that seems like such a little bit of content. It is. I mean, I was really shocked at the length of it. But I'll be honest with you, I also found myself, because of the way it was set up, and it it was it was interesting, but it wasn't like amazing. And I think because the puzzles themselves were a bit sort of laborious yeah. and not really that creative, I don't think I could have. I don't. I wouldn't want to have played it for any longer. Mm. 
So he kind of felt that it was the right length in in some respects, but not. It didn't justify the the sort of price of it. See, I don't understand because like there's a lot of positive reviews, um, and and the people who've played yeah. this, they're like six hours on record or four hours on the record. Yeah, well, they must have played it. Well, more here's than a review far I'm, too short. Yeah, because I don't know how they've they've sort of managed to get four yeah. hours. Well, this out person of played it. two and said six hours. Yeah. Because they've had to play it at least more than once. I mean, if you look at the, there's one that one point nine hours. That's kind of probably yeah, about right. 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 Yeah. So, you know, I, they've recommended. I, it. I believe you. It's just weird to me that be so yeah. positive about such a short game. You see, this guy's recommended it, but he's also said if you are on the edge of edge about this one, then maybe pick it up during a sale. It is a game worth experience, which is more or less what I've said. Really, it's interesting. Yeah. But it's not interesting enough to justify paying fifteen quid. Well, and it's—I don't know. I mean, even Limbo is not a very, very short game. I mean, Limbo is like what three hours, maybe? Oh, yeah. oh, so at least, like, at least. And some of those puzzles in there really that's at least thirty-three percent more than this. Yeah, and I, you know, if I was the anyone thinking of picking, I'd just pick up Outlast instead in the DLC because yeah. you can probably get Outlast plus the DLC with Whistleblow, which which is. Probably about three or four hours on it. You know what else is the same price as this? The Forest. Have you seen what that? Else? Yeah, do you know? I've just pulled out my wish list tonight. Looks pretty interesting. Now, I think it's a little too it much does. in the horror domain, but it's got crafting. So Yeah, oh, it's got it. crafting, but it's, it's definitely in the it horror domain. It is in the horror domain, but it, yeah, I think I might, I think I think I might be interested in that. So If that shows up on the Steam sale in the summer, I might get it. Yeah, I think you should go yeah. for it. Should go for it. So, so any other games? Yeah, one last thing. Uh, there's this free RPG called uh, Ascend: Hand of Cool. And, oh, uh, yes. I, you know, free. Price is right, so I, I figured I'd check it out. And um, it's interesting. It's okay. So, did you ever play Kingdoms of Keflings? Uh, no, I didn't. I never. All right, the only reason it. I mentioned that is because it your relationship to the people of the world is that same scale like you're very very big and they're little tiny guys i mean not teeny tiny it's not like you're the shadow of the colossus giants but they are small and they're climbing over you so one of the things okay basically you're supposed to be spreading you choose one of three gods to worship and then you spend the game spreading that god throughout the world and you can uh you know they want you to buy it's 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 you're free to play, but they're always hawking armor at you, and you want to get a better weapon, so you should pay for it, and this and that, and whatever. But I've had, you know, a couple hours of fun with it, and it's I haven't paid a dime. Um, and the the interesting thing is that you know you're in a village, and you've you've defaced the altar that they had established, and so now it's turned into an altar for your god. And once that all the people start worshiping your god, you can call on them. They're and they'll start climbing up your back. And then when you start fighting other demons or whatever, they'll shoot little bows and arrows. Well, I guess they just shoot the arrows, but they use the bows to shoot the arrows at the demon. So you have a little, you know, army of helpers on your back. And it's kind of a cute design, which is weird because it's not a cute game. It's one of these games that's like, in a land of blood and skeletons where demons rule the earth and blah. But, uh, yeah, it's free, and it's, I don't know, I, I'm not blown away by it, but it's kind of cute, kind of fun, and like I said, the price is right, so if you're looking for a free RPG, Ascend Hand of Cool, you could do worse. Now, the, you have to connect to a server when you play it, and it's trying to do something kind of like 
uh, demon souls like you can help or hinder other people who are playing at the same time as you but i didn't really pay attention to how that worked and i don't really care about it anyway because it doesn't seem to be a huge part of the game but they are doing it and that means you have to connect to a server when you play this game which is kind of annoying because the first time i tried to play it i couldn't connect so i was like all right i guess i won't play this then so it's it's kind of weird to have a role-playing game where you have to connect to a server you know uh, welcome to the world of Watchdogs. Yeah, and, I mean, that's the way it was with Dragon Age, you know? So, God forbid, if they ever turn the Dragon Age servers off, you will just won't be able to play that game, I guess. Now, to be fair, to, actually, to be fair to Watchdogs, uh, you can play in offline yeah. mode, so oh, you don't cool. have to be connected all yeah. the time. Um, so, yep, you can't so that's what I've been playing! But people can't then invade your game like they do in Dark Souls and start messing with yep. your stuff. And you can't oh, buy I, stuff, that's the I, real reason. Yeah, there you go. Although that hasn't... It seems to ask you, do you want to do it? So I've just For never accepted dogs, it mean. when people... Are, yeah, yeah. So you get these random things pops up, such and such a body wants to invade your game, do you accept yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I tend to just like well, ignore yeah. it and just carry on doing the story missions because that's all I'm kind of interested oh, sure. in. So I've not been really doing anything apart from the campaign missions yep. and stuff. So that's all I've been really doing. Right, well, I guess there's no Chinny's news this week, so I guess it'll have to be oh, Stu News. Stu News! Putting news first. No news is stew news. I know, yeah. So, uh, first up, Plants vs. Zombies. Um, yeah, they were, they were kind of saying that it was a, an Xbox One and 360 exclusive. Uh, well, now it is actually confirmed as coming to PS3 and PS4. Really? So, right. oh, huh. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, so apparently it's... Um, yeah, it's going to render on the PlayStation 4 at 1080p and 60 frames per second, according to PopCap. Uh, yeah, both versions will have access to the Garden Variety and Zomboss download expansion DLC packs from day one of release. Yeah. And uh, the game's boss mode feature will be playable as a companion experience on mobile devices via the PlayStation app and split-screen co-op mode will be available on the PlayStation 4 Dude. versions. Uh, and they're both going to be available on August 22nd in North America and August 20, sorry, August 21st in North America and August 22nd in the UK and Ireland. So there, there you, you go. go. So everybody who thought it was going to be a sort of uh, exclusive only for Microsoft 360, all that malarkey, well, it was but only a timed exclusive. Yeah, take that, everybody. I'll tell you what, though. This seems to be the quote of this early part of this generation, doesn't it? 1080p and 60 frames on PS4. You know, that seems to be the the thing that all publishers or game developers seems to be really focusing on. That's the the huge selling point if you get it on the PS4. So So there you go. Kind of interesting. I am interested in this. It did look kind of cool. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I want to play it, I guess, It'll but probably... I, I never played the original, so there you go. See, but the problem is, the problem is the next story uh, makes me reluctant to buy games like that. Yeah, why is that? All right, and the next. Uh, because PS Plus is going to offer six titles a month starting Damn, in Damn, what are they doing, three now? So they're, No, they're doing two for each platform, so you're getting two PS3 games, uh, two nice. uh, Vita games, and yeah, two PS4 games you have? every month. Uh, you tend to get a sort of... Sometimes you get more than one. Sometimes it's a bit hit and miss. Sometimes you get two, sometimes you get oh, one. usually it's no more than two a month. No, no, it's at least... You get at least one for each oh. platform. So there's always at least one free game per oh, platform. Oh, so they're doubling it. That's cool. Uh, 
So they're, so they're kind of doubling it, you know. And, and this is, I've said this a few times now, I think, you know, Sony in general has got the upper hand yeah. at the moment over Microsoft. Right. And whatever moves Microsoft do, Sony can see what they're doing and they can sort of counter it. They're almost like counterattacking constantly all the right. time. So, like, Microsoft will do something and then they'll go, oh, yeah, well, well we're going to do this yeah, exactly. now. Uh, and I, I honestly will not be shocked at all if they don't announce a price cut for the PS4 at E3. Yeah. Put, it you would want to put some money me. on that? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> not after recent. It's costing me too much making that. It's another free game. Um, <laughs> I know, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, it wouldn't surprise me, though. I, I think that, and also, because they're going second yeah. again, you know, Microsoft have got those first. Kind of, the, again, they've got the upper hand because they can watch what Microsoft do mm-hmm. and, you know, they can have stuff that they can change in theirs or they can add to or take away from. You know, I just I just think that they're, they're kind of in the driving seat at the yeah. moment, you know. Uh, and I'll be interested to see what we get. But apparently for... Um, uh, U.S. subscribers are going to get uh, Trine 2 and Pixel Junk Shooter for the uh, PS4, the Ultimate, Pixel Junk Shooter Ultimate, uh, NBA 2K14 and Sly Cooper Thieves in Time for PS Vita, and for PS3, they're getting Terraria and Mutant Muds Deluxe for PS Vita. There you go. Uh, and we're, we're getting Trine 2 and Pixel Junk Shooter Ultimate for PS4, NBA uh, 2K14 and Lone Survivor for PS3, and Dragon's Crown and Surge Deluxe for PS Vita, so that's what we're getting. Yeah. I gotta be honest, I'm not really that interested in any of those games, but... Mm. But the They're thing is, though... lots of stuff. I guess, but the, but the problem is, though, you kind of almost... You don't... If you, if you really didn't want to, you wouldn't really have to buy any games. You just, you know, subscribe to PS Plus, and like me, if you've got all three platforms, you're going to get six games every month. Let's do a little math here, Stuart, shall we? How much is PS Plus costing you a month? Uh, £32 a year. £32 a year divided by 12 months is about £3 a month. Okay. And you're getting six games for that. That's yeah. not too shabby. I was going to say, like, okay, how much do I spend on Steam in an average month? It's more than that. But yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to like the games I get, whereas with PS Plus, you're kind of at the whim of whatever they throw at you. Now, you're right that if you really like you, those games, yeah, you can get away with not buying games ever. But to be fair, they've, they've, they've been sort of giving quite good quality titles because Outlast was, was on PS Plus yeah, for free. Yeah, it was. You know, everybody's Golf World Tour was free. You know they've they've been given some fairly good titles. Bad away, games. You know? They're just not games that excite me. For instance, so Payday Two, <laughs> Payday Two was Payday Two was free on Steam this weekend. Uh, yeah, but that's only for a limited well, yeah, time. I'm saying, no. Yeah, but it was free, free yeah, on the PS3. Saying. And Dark Souls is free on Xbox 360 this month. Yeah, well, that's quite yeah. cool. That's quite yeah. cool. Uh, but you know, we'll we'll just have to keep sort of our eye out and see what else are offering. But I, I still think it's pretty good that. Yeah, it is. That. I mean, I don't know. I think it's an interesting development in the console wars because now it's not just which machine is better. Because maybe they realize there's not really a whole lot of difference between these two machines. But now it's like, okay, what games we're going to give you for free when you sign up for our service? Oh. Um. Now there was some news earlier this week that uh, Future Publishing. 
uh, which is like one of the UK's biggest publisher of magazines, etc., uh-huh. is closing a lot of stuff yes. down. Uh, and amongst them was supposedly uh, computer and video games website, CVG. Right. Uh, but, uh, but there's been a correction and update, apparently. Well, there may be plans to close CVG. Uh, we understand that's just one option for the company and its technicality. Uh, technically now in consultancy status. Word from CVG uh, Publisher Future. We are currently exploring various options around how to evolve the CVG brand in particular and the market-leading future games portfolio in general to, in order to keep successfully meeting the needs of our consumers. In other words, closure isn't definite. Apologies for assuming the worst, hoping for the best. So there's, there's sort of, I, I still think that it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. I, um, I, you know, to be honest, mm, like given how many different sites there are that review and you know follow the news on video games i don't know if i can get broken up about one closing but i mean i'm always sad whenever anything closes i suppose in a human beings are suffering kind of sense yeah i think the problem i've got is and i've i uh subscribe to pc gamer yeah. for a bit you know the actual proper magazine right but i cancelled it because and, and the woman on the phone said oh why are you cancelling your subscription i said well I'll be honest with you, when I get it, I've, I've sort of read or heard about most of the stuff that's yeah. in it. Well, you know, right. that's, that's, the, that's problem the problem with print, with print media at this point, is that the information yeah. moves so much more quickly, how is it supposed to keep up? I think that's why print media, their number one role is investigative journalism, in-depth stuff, and I think there's still a role to be played in video game journalism in terms of you know interviews with people that don't give many of them or you know in-depth retrospectives you could still do it but it's not going to be it, it can't be like look look what's coming out next month because people can find that anywhere no i mean you do get a few there are usually a few preview things yeah in, even that. you know so sort of say by the time oh, it shows up in the magazine it's going to be in a dozen websites yeah no you're not wrong and then but then this this month's issue had like an Eve Online special thing, and I'm like, it's probably the the one thing I'm least interested in, and it had about six or seven pages devoted right. to that. So I was just like, eh, I'm not bothered about it. I hear you. So, uh, bit another bit of news here for you. Um, Take Two is planning more Red Dead Redemption and Bioshock Yay. games. I don't know about Bioshock. I so think may, I mean whatever. It, it's possible that there's good material to be done there, but. Uh, Red Dead, definitely. Yay. Yeah, so it said Take Two CEO uh, Strauss Zelnick has said the company plans to release another Red Dead game and has suggested that a new entry in the Bioshock series also appears likely. It could work. It seems yeah. like Ken Levine well, my, needs to be involved in it because he's. Be- well, he's not going to be involved in it anymore. Well, I don't know if I have any hope for it then because, I mean, he was involved in one and infinite, right? And that's it. Is that correct? And yeah, the second, second one, one wasn't, wasn't all that great from what I understand. I never played it, so I can't say it. Well, some people don't think Infinite was all that well, they're great, stupid. to be honest. Okay. <laughs> uh, unlike, unlike many of its competitors, Take Two has opted not to annualize its biggest franchise like Grand Theft Auto, leading to lengthy gaps between releases of its new series. That's interest. true, and it works because absence asked, makes the heart grow fonder. Well, he says, asked about this selective approach during an analyst conference this week, uh, Zelnick said. Uh, the risk of just releasing more games is that you end up just bulking up your release schedule, and that isn't really what consumers want. Consumers want better, not Amen. more. Amen. It went on to label Red Dead as uh, one of the publisher's permanent franchises, 
uh, perhaps suggesting that a sequel to 2010's Red Dead Redemption is being worked on behind closed doors. Well, I think we all kind of assume that's happening yeah. anyway. You know, we all sort of think that that's going to be Rockstar's next big well, game, sure. don't we, really? Um, and it's obviously obvious that GTA is a permanent franchise as long as we keep delivering this incredible quality. It seems quite obvious that Red Dead is a permanent franchise again with the same caveat. Or Borderlands, for example, an NBA. I don't know. Do we need another Borderlands? Like, I think I've never made it through Borderlands 2, and I love the first one, and I actually like Borderlands 2. I just don't know what can be done with it other than new characters and stuff. But I don't. It's not the characters that make Borderlands fun, it's the loot. Oh, yeah. So, what matter if you Uh, play 2 again or you have a new one to play? Yeah, I mean, that was free on PlayStation Plus. I've got Mm, a lot of those. There you go. Free, but I've never played it again since. Uh, but not everything is going to be a permanent franchise. We can do very well, even if it's not. I would like to see us grow with a couple more great franchises in the next couple of years, and we're launching Evolve. We have very high well, hopes for that. You all wet your uh, pants think, over that. Uh, yeah, I think so do a lot of people. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we haven't given any color as to how uh, you should think about it yet, except we do believe it's beloved. And that's talking about Bioshock. Uh, we think it's important and certainly something that we're focused on, something 2K Marin will be responsible for shepherding going forward. Yes. So that's who's, who's sort of in charge of Bioshock moving forward. I don't want to say much else except uh, to agree with you. I think there's a lot of upside in that franchise. It hasn't necessarily been realized yet, and the question for the future, assuming we decide to answer that question, will be how do you stay true to the creativity? How do you do something exciting? How do you expand the market? That would be the natural deal. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's uh, quite interesting. But I guess there's nothing that we probably didn't already guess at That's that true. Uh, there would be more Red Dead. <laughs> Bioshock, I guess, not so much, but uh, definitely yeah. Red Dead. Uh, and we're going to finish on on a kind of a funny story. Oh, this yeah. Week. I'm going to finally finish on it. Yeah, I'll get my story. hilarious sound clip ready. Go ahead. Uh, Watch Dogs PR stunt ends with a bomb squad called to news <laughs> office. <laughs> pretty crazy so a pr stunt for uh, ubisoft's new watchdogs game has backfired with a police bomb squad called to the offices in an australian news station a package arrived at the offices of uh nines nines msn yesterday containing a letter and a small safe media industry site mumbrella reports that the letter told the addressee to check the voicemail only the reporter didn't have a new voicemail when they then punched a pin code into the safe the safe started beeping Growing slightly concerned it might be an explosive device, uh, 9MSN called uh, the newsrooms to see if they got on a similar package. Uh, this is definitely the other side of the line in terms of what is safe for a PR company to send anonymously to a newsroom. Uh, this thing was black, heavy, and slightly creepy. Uh, we did check with other newsrooms to see if they had received a similar package, as we thought it was a PR sum, but no one else had. We weren't panicked at any point, but given that there was no note explaining what it was, we had to take sensible precautions. That meant evacuating some staff and calling out the bomb squad who opened the safe. You can see it pried open at the top to find a copy of the Watchdogs game, a baseball, an iconic cap and beanie inside. Crazy. I mean, you know, I think this is the thing of like they want to make everything shocking and, and, you know, remarkable and to get attention. But it can really mess people up. I mean, not permanent scars or anything, but that's somebody's day really screwed up because of that little prank. Well, 
I guess, but it is kind of funny. It is also well. funny. I mean, it, whatever. It's still funny. I don't know. I always tend to think about like, oh, what about the people whose lives were inconvenienced? And it's not that big a deal. So whatever. It is funny. Yeah, it is. It's just funny. stupid, I think. Like, hello? Hello, yeah. Pete. Well, you know, we've seen so many stupid pranks on PR since like that bloody one where they put raw meat all over yep. London, didn't they, to advertise Resident Evil 5 sure or whatever did. the hell it was or 4. People have done some crazy sure. shit. Uh, there is one final little thing I just want to mention. Uh, we're uh, that game, done. I know, yeah. That game company has raised $7 million for a new project, so they've uh, got some investment. Yes. So that's kind of the people cool, who did so, uh, yeah. Flower and Journey, huh? Journey. Yeah. Do we know what they're working on next? Nope. No, but it's going to be in the same spirit as Flow, Flower and Journey. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So there you go. But it also makes me wonder whether Sony aren't going to be involved in this sort of one. I'm guessing they're not. I think it was a three-game deal, I yes. think. So that was kind of it. So uh, so they've gone fully independent now. So whatever they come up with next, I'm guessing I expect to see it on multiple platforms. Yes. So I'm guessing it'll be on more than one, which you can't blame well, them, really. They, they, you know, when, you know, I mean, Journey got a lot of buzz. You know, I never played it, but I've heard good things about it. So, man. Yeah, but it's all well and good making cool and interesting games. But then, if you're only publishing to a limited audience, you're always limiting, you know, the returns. Right, but on in that, some ways, it? that adds to the mystique. If people are like, "Oh, I've heard about that, but I can't play it, so I don't know." Yeah, I uh, guess. I guess, but it's, but apparently the the investments come from capital today and an undisclosed number of other investors. Yeah. There you go. So well done on them. Hopefully, and it, and I hope that the investment companies don't get involved or try and steer what they're yeah. doing. You know, as long as you leave them to their own devices to get on with whatever they're doing, then that's uh, that's fine yeah. by me. Okay, we have got only one email this week, so we'll do our one and only email. Yeah. So, are you ready? Should I? Actually, we've got two. We've just oh, got you one. Liar. Oh, liar! I know. Well, it's only just. Email. Whoa! That ruled. So one has become two. So here we go. And this is quite a short one for Jason. I'm impressed. Uh, So, yeah, this is one from Jason. And he says, uh, permanent franchise, the veteran gamers. Permanent. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? He's mean. He's mean. Yes. (laughs) I want Red Dead at E3. From Software's Project Beast is looking hot. But here is a list of some future releases confirmed for a showing at E3. As you know, Evolve. Oh, yeah, we're, we're all looking forward to that. Yeah. I can't wait, to be honest. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Mirror's Edge 2. How could Chinny forget? Star Wars Battlefront. Tom Clancy's The Division. Valiant Hearts, The Great War. This one looks so cool. I haven't heard of that. Valiant. Is that the, the World War One? You're game? asking the wrong person. Yeah, I think it might be. I mean, Tom Clancy's division, obviously, we know about, which is the MMO thing that's been put through to 2015 right. now, hasn't it? Uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, mm-hmm. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Best game ever. Well, we can't quite say that yet. But, you know, it could be. Maybe. It's early. Uh, Batman could be Game of the Year. Sick trailer, at least. Yeah. I'm not convinced a Batman game at this point could be Game of the Year. Not anymore. really. I mean, maybe. it's Anything's possible, but I don't think so. It is, but I don't. I also don't feel like the there's not. I mean, they could make it look a lot cooler, 
But I don't know how much more innovation they can do in the franchise, to be honest. You know, they can tell a different story, but I don't think mechanically it's going to be a whole lot different to what's gone previously. So, but I'll keep an open mind. Uh, He also says, Stu, did you see the picture collage uh, Simogo posted to tease their new game? It's going to be incredible. Well, I can't disagree with that because, uh, yeah, the Year Walk and Device 6 are are two of my favorite mobile games. So, you know, I'll be interested to see whatever they do Mm -hmm. next. Uh, Chinny, uh, you could buy a snooker table for the price of a stupid PC. Just get a PS4, Chinny, or actually get whatever Red Dead comes out on. Uh, Codename Cygnus by Reactive Studios. Did you guys ever check out the iOS app with John Marston's voice actor involved? Well, it has been out for a few months. Story-driven radio thingy, but more importantly, Red Dead, a permanent franchise. Uh, Missed you last week, Duke. I got to get didactic. Thank you for that. Yay, Jason. Thank you. And we have just got one from Ian, Ian. Uh, otherwise known as Chapstick. Chapstick. Yeah, Chapstick one, who's also sent us a, a speak pipe. He's uh, keeping regular with the speak pipes yeah. for us. Um, so yeah. So he says this. He says, uh, "Seal my deck and fill the cracks with cork." He says, "Hey guys, uh, Chapstick one here." It was so refreshing to hear Jason's throaty sound, not to mention anything about pooping last week's email. And instead, talk about sexual innuendo. A mind out of the gutter. Garr. A quick shout out to Simon Sanderson for feeding me ego last week. Always good to hear. And Duke, if you would be so kind to play this YouTube vid I've included on the show, hopefully it shows Stu and Chinny what a New Zealand accent really sounds like, however piss funny and inappropriate it well, may be. As always, yeah, keep up the great work. Chapstick out. Now, there isn't a link in the email, oh. so I haven't got that, so I do apologize. Um. Uh, maybe I'm missing something, but I cannot see any link to a YouTube video, I don't so you have to your resend it. Too, so, boo to the emailer. Yeah, boo, boo. Yeah, so uh, thank Sus, you. You know for what these little accents sound like? They're from uh, Flight of the Concords. A Brit? Brit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Brit. Brit. Anyway. Uh, talking of talking of chapstick, we have got one speak pipe this week. So uh, speak pipe, it's the way to leave a no, message no, for crap. us. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best intro right, ever. Thank you. you. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Hey guys, chapstick here. Um, this song goes out to Duke and yeah. to Simon Sampson, who last week said that uh, he liked my music and wanted to hear more of it. So. Um, here you go. I think you all should know this song. Yay. Uh, so here you go. More songs. Dova Keen.
With a little bit of my son speaking Dovahkiin as well, so there you go, guys. Yay! Hey, that was good. I love it. I like the the fact his son was sort of humming along at one point too. That right. was cool. Pretty funky. We should have your son do a whole song. Have him sing the theme to GTA San Andreas. But or uh, we have him sing we, still alive. That'd be great. Um, we have got an easier way to an even easier way it to. It just gets easier and easier, now. people. I know, yeah. Uh, now I've set up a, a speak pipe page, so Ooh. you can just go to a page now. Uh-huh. You don't even have to link from anywhere. And it's uh, speakpipe.com forward slash veteran gamers. Wow, it's very nice. It's very nice. So speakpipe, speakpipe.com forward slash veteran gamers. It really is that easy. It really Why is not? that easy? And if you're on your not iPad, to send us a speak pipe. Come on, people. Yeah. If you're on iPad, iPod or iPhone, or any iDevice that supports it, it will automatically uh, ask you, do you want the app? Put the app in, and then you'll be able to send us one. It's that easy. It really yeah. is. really is that easy. So there you go. So there you go. So thank you, Chapstick. And he, look, he showed you how easy it is to send That's us right, one. people. You got no reason so not to. Speak. Yeah, get your speak pipes in. Um, right, we have got uh, something on the Facebook. Oh, snap. Uh, on the Facebook. Now, I gave you my thoughts on Watch Dogs, but what did the community yeah, think? What did they think about Watch Dogs? What did they think? So I asked on the Facebook, you know, Watch Dogs, did you get it? What platform and what do you think? So this is what everybody else thinks about the game. Are you ready? Here we go. From the top. Uh, Dan Bedkober says... Oh, no, these are all in the weird order. I'll start at the bottom and work my way up. Okay, first off, we'll start with Chris Ho. And he says, got it on PC, playing it at the moment. Just feels a lot like GTA with a few more perks in terms of what you can do. Graphics are okay. Pretty shit compared to what we saw initially in some of the trailers. Uh, Spider Tank is fun, though. Lol. So I haven't had a go at that yet, but I I will do. Uh, Andrew Gould says, who let the... Who, who, who? There you go. Uh, John Nesbitt said, uh, Xbox One, it's all right, quite fun. Only done three or four hours so far, so I'm uh, hoping it keeps developing, introducing new perks, hacks. Otherwise, I can see it getting pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, the multiplayer integration is quite cool. All in all, good, but nothing revolutionary. Uh, Robin Tate said, he's very disappointed with the false advertising. Where are all the dogs? One after I said, what's I see what you did there. Do you see what he did there? Did you see what he did? Uh, Jason Powley said, uh, so I've got an X-Bone. I would say the graphics are on a power are a little better than GTA V. I'm not sure they are. I'm not convinced that they are. Well, that might be just me. Uh, it took me a few hours to get into it, as it has a quite a steep learning curve. The hacking is fun, if not groundbreaking, but the world feels so alive with countless things to do. It's a lot of fun. Hmm. Uh, Mark Green says, got it on Xbox One, only played about an hour. Seems like a muddled GTA at the moment. It's very smooth, though, and the puddles look fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Richard Primso says, no, back to Boom Beach, whatever what that means. Boom Beach? I'm not a clue. Uh, Seth McNitt says, Xbox One so far, very impressed. Good tone, good environment, cool skill tree, good gimmick. So far, I'm not wild about the driving. Well, it sounds like what you said. 
Yeah. I, Pete, he says Xbox One here too. I've only played a few hours, but I'm very happy that I bought it so yeah. far. Uh, the graphics are adequate with moments of beauty. The world seems full of activity. However, the gameplay is very unforgiving. Multiplayer-wise, I'm very impressed. Popping into someone's game and trying to hack them without being spotted is great fun. Uh, Antonio Phillips says uh, one, and it's great. Kevin Knight said, gone for PS4, enjoying it so far. Mix of GTA and Assassin's Creed, but I'm afraid Titan Call has grabbed my attention this evening. Uh, Mike Chenery, he says, PS4, about a day's worth of play. Liking it a lot once you get used to the way it plays. It's great. Death gets better with the more you unlock, for sure. Having more fun than I did with GTA 5. Mm -hmm. I just think GTA 5 had a better story so far, and I guess that's why I kind of... And the sort of three viewpoint. Yeah, I don't know if I was blown away by the story in GTA 5, but I mean, whatever, it's good. It was kind of interesting, though. I like the mission structures, you know, the interesting missions. You know, especially... Yeah, especially the, um, you know, like the bank heist stuff, you know, that was always kind of cool. Um... Jason Johnson says, got it for Xbox One, but only been able to play about 30 minutes so far due to schoolwork, sad yeah. face. And Mark Bayless, PC, it's good, very much like GTA with hacking. It looks very pretty in 2560 times 1440. Yeah. Especially the water. Mm-hmm. And um, Dan Bedcopper, as I said at the beginning, said, no, I was not that keen for it either. So I'm guessing he didn't get it and he wasn't keen to get it. So there you go, that's what he thinks. So thank you very much to everybody who uh, who replied yes, to that. Thank you, so P-T-H-A-K-Y-O-U. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I guess that's kind of about it. I don't think there's a lot on Twitter, except uh, just to mention, Stu Lecky is Stu Lecky is looking to come to the UK oh next year. Oh my goodness. So he said, uh, do you know of any shows, meetups being planned quite far ahead? I'm planning a UK trip in 2015. What's going on? Uh, so like, I, I did reply to him. Mainly Eurogamer is probably the best thing for that, which is towards the end of September. Uh, but he's looking at end of May, early June. Well, there you go. So I said, well, where are you? Where in the UK are you coming to? And he says he'll be in Glasgow area. But shit, the UK is so small compared to where he lives now. He can get to most places okay. <laughs> so, so he doesn't see uh, traveling around the UK as a problem because he's so small. Yeah. So small. So there, there you go. go. There you go. And also Colin and he's, uh, I don't know whether you're going to give him a shout out, so I'll leave that one because you probably are. I think are. so. I don't, I don't you probably are, so I'll leave that one. Uh, and uh, IP, just to mention, said, uh, no shame in liking real steel stew. I thought it was great. So yeah, yeah, well, hey, I I might see it at some point. I mean, Hugh Jackman's good, so it's good. It's not a bad film. It's not a bad film, and that's that's kind of about it, I guess. So uh, you know, a slightly shorter show it's this fine. week with no chinny. No, no reason for us to drag it out. That's, no, there isn't. No, Unless there Susan's going to come back, which I don't think she is. Is Susan is Susan coming back? So. She might have some shout out. Here I am. Yes, I'd like to shout out everyone who's listening, and I'd like to shout out Chinny for being gone because it let me be on. Now I'm done. So long. Just, oh, by hey, the way, no need to shout. There was something I did forget yeah. to mention. Uh, my wife, my wife, uh, I got her to play uh, Typing of the Dead. Oh, Odyssey. yeah? Because she's fast at typing. She, yeah, she's. I don't think she was as fast as I was oh, expecting, oh. to be honest. I was expecting quicker. Uh, but guess what her assessment of the game was? <laughs> it's too vulgar to be fun. No, she actually said. Hmm. 
I think I could quite get nice. into that. So she actually, and you see, it really is about control schemes, isn't it? Because she can totally relate yeah, to typing exactly. words. There you go, man. You know, and it didn't matter that it was. She was actually quite chuckling at some of the completely terrible dialogue oh, yeah. that was happening. Yeah. Uh, so she did find it quite funny, actually. She was uh, having a bit of a giggle as she because she doesn't mind crass stuff, so she's quite into vulgar stuff. So that's oh, fine. There you go. Uh, so there you go. I've, I've finally potentially found the game that my wife might actually. Well, all right, all right, all right, all right, already. Uh, and that's kind of it. So let's do some shout outs and get the hell out well, of. You just did your shout outs. I haven't. I haven't shout outs. Oh, I guess you were just right, reading yeah. Twitter stuff. Okay, let's do shout outs. It's time yeah. for shout outs. Hey! hey, are you doing? There you go. Is that it? Are you going first, go first or am I going first? Okay. Uh, as you, you mentioned, I will shout out Colin because he got my 1942 reference. Yeah, I never played Beachhead. Sorry, dude. John Mouse got a teaching job. Whoop 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 whoop. whoop. So, uh, congrats to him. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing him talk about the balance between teaching and games because it's tough sometimes, but you can do it. Yeah. If you try. He's going to have to get. He's going to have to get all serious yeah, exactly. now, isn't he? Have to cut back on some of that Please. goofiness. Maybe not. Yeah, he is. Yeah, probably. GH Rocker's going to Florida. Yay! Have Yay. and uh, go to La Fiesta in Gainesville, Florida. If anybody ever goes to Florida, you've got to stop by Gainesville and eat at a restaurant called La Fiesta because it's awesome. Um, Jason Gallagher keeps sending me stuff for the Syncast. Thank you, Jason. I've got like 20 articles from him. I don't know if I'll be able to use them all, but I really appreciate the stuff he sends. Um, and then on a more serious note, uh, Bongo is dealing with some family stuff, so I won't elaborate, but hugs to him, and uh, yeah, keep your head up and be strong and all that stuff. And that's my shout-outs. Oh, well, I'm going to shout-out, uh, obviously, Seth, Zach, Chris, and Rob. Yeah. Um, yeah, from the Boss Wave podcast for very kindly inviting me onto the 50th show. And I kind of talked a lot, you know me, I'm a, I'm a bit bad. Yeah, I know, it's hard to believe, isn't it? Uh, it's hard to believe. So apologies if I did take over slightly. I do apologize. Hey man, they knew happened. who they were inviting on. True, that is true, inadvertently. Um, but yes, thank you. It was a lot of fun and I had a lot of laughs and it was cool being on there, you know. And I did give uh, Rob a bit of shit, you know, about being a bit of a yeah. diva. Um, but he's saying Divas, not Beavers, because he's he's put up a review of the Beaver Hotel, which isn't exactly blowing. <laughs> but yeah, too good for the, the for the Beaver. Anyway, it's only one night. Who cares? As long as it's a bit bad, I'm not really. Oh, that you're the one complaining about single glazed windows one time. Yeah, but that's because I thought it was going to get killed by people at the bus I'm stop. I'm just saying. Like, slightly different. Slightly different. So shout out, and also like to shout out Jason, who keeps on inundating me with regular recommendations for games to play, and and he's he's giving me quite a few gems. So thank you, Jason. You know he's got some good taste, man. Indeed, he's got some taste. I like the Jason. There's some good taste there. So thanks ever so much. And the last door, like I say, and I know I keep mentioning it, but everybody should at least give this game a whirl for free. It's for free. Yes. The last door. It's good. It's good, and it's disturbing. It, they've done a great job of making a very disturbing game in 8-bit or 16-bit or whatever yes. it is. So, yeah, give, give it, it a whirl. whirl. Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl, people. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Who else shall I shout out? I'll obviously, shout out Chini for not being here for, obviously, personal reasons. And, uh, yeah, my thoughts go out to him. Yeah. So, there you go, Chini. Yeah. Oh, dude. You're so, ahead uh, of well, dude, no, Hopefully, things work out okay. 
Yeah, hopefully he'll be back next week. Yep. Hopefully he'll be back next week. So, uh, yeah. there you go. And that's kind of it, really, isn't it? That's, that's it. Show love. Yeah. We might as well play this, which Jump we haven't them. played in decades. If you like this podcast, there is Ooh, another yeah. site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net. And on there, you find a bunch of links to other video game podcasts. Similar in vain to ours, but different in the way they're uh, delivered. Some have all kinds of sound effects. Are for old people. Some talk yeah. about RPGs. Too many, some people say. Come on now. Some might say that. No, no one says that. Then, of course, you have links to, you know, great forums. You don't have any other friends. So check it out. VGHub.net it is a great starting point for your podcast discovery. There you go. Well, by the way, uh, Murdered Soul Suspects out this way. Murdered Soul Suspect. What is that? It's like kind of a a sort of sort of you you play a character who's been murdered and you have to figure out who killed you and why. I played it. I played it at Res. It it, it kind of looks okay. Yeah, it looks okay. I got my rust to keep me busy. Yeah, I guess it's only twenty two quid though, so it's not that expensive, you know. So I did um an hour about it. I don't know. We'll see what the reviews say and maybe watch, see what the reviews maybe, say. Yeah. Don't you got burned on pre order and watchdog. Exactly. I'm gonna wait. No, I'm gonna wait. Oh experience. by the way. By the way, I picked up the cat lady in an indie oh, gala yeah, huh? bundle That's this cool. week. So I'm gonna give Yeah, I'm Probably gonna give finish that, that before I will. I haven't touched it since my last time. It was only but two I should dollars. play it because uh, I liked what I played. Yeah, so maybe I so I saw that and I thought that was the only game I was really that bothered yeah. about though. I was like, oh yeah, Cat Lady, that's meant to be quite sure. good. I'll get that. So, Right, that's it. I guess we better do the theme tune and get the hell out of here. Thanks for listening, then. everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. In a recent survey, 9 out of 10 zombies preferred the Veteran Gamers podcast. being chased by a horde of hungry zombies. There you go. It's not it's never the same when Chinese zombies. Of course not. Here, not. It's it? not the same when any of us are gone. I know. I but know. at least when I was gone y'all had a Mar filling in. We did. Well, sometimes when it's short notice yeah, you don't know. I'm saying though notes. like that can spice it up. Yeah. Yeah, just sometimes you don't have you the, the time. time. So it's just so. The, Hopefully we'll be back next week. We can make a podcast if we try, just the two of us. Now I'm going to go to sleep and die, So I'm sick. That's not very well, good. I'm actually going to die. But... Well, I hope, I, hope I get some sleep oh. tonight. How's that? That rhymes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, if you, you were nearly not here tonight. It would have just been me, I know, potentially. Right? Crazy. Yeah, and Amar. But Amar had already offered, so it would be me and Amar tonight if you That's want to have uh, been available. That's yep. true. So who knows? Well, anyway, hopefully we'll all be back together next yep. week. And I'll be all be back to Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.